0: Dr. Baliger here. This podcast is on superior vena cava syndrome. It's a form an outstanding chapter on emergencies in hematology and oncology from Baliger's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com authored by Dr. Eric Engelman, MD from Dubuque, Iowa and Dr. Thor Haftenerson, MD, professor of oncology at Mayo Clinic Rochester Minnesota superior vena cava syndrome is the result of an occlusion of the superior vena cava resulting in a characteristic complex of symptoms pathophysiology the thin wall superior vena cava is r- relatively easily compressed by tumors resulting in an impairment of venous drainage from the head neck and upper extremities. The occlusion results in increased venous pressure leading to symptoms and formation of venous collaterals. Principal causes. Malignancies are the most common cause of superior vena cava syndrome. And although lung cancer and lymphomas are most commonly implicated, multiple other cancers can cause superior vena cava syndrome. Benign causes are increasingly being recognized and include histoplasmosis, fibrosing mediastinitis, and SVC thrombosis, often resulting from indwelling venous catheters or pacemaker leads. Keys to history. The onset of symptoms can be relatively sudden, especially in case of acute thrombosis and highly proliferative tumors. More insidious onset can be seen with less aggressive malignancies. Typical symptoms include shortness of breath or dyspnea, cough, facial fullness and headache. Dizziness, syncopal spells, chest pain, dysphagia and hoarseness are also reported and the symptoms may be worsened by bending forward. Physical examination, facial swelling, Edema of the upper extremities and prominent chest wall veins which are venous collaterals are the common findings. Some patients have physical findings suggestive of advanced malignancy such as lymphadenopathy and abnormal lung auscultation. Helpful diagnostic tests. The most helpful diagnostic test is CT imaging. A chest radiograph may reveal right hilar fullness but lacks sensitivity for diagnosis. Venography or magnetic resonance angiography may occasionally be needed. Differential diagnosis. pericardial effusions may result in similar symptoms but with very different physical findings. Natural history and prognosis. Little is known about the natural history and prognosis of untreated superior vena cava syndrome, but the prognosis is largely determined by the underlying malignancy treatment. In general, therapy for SVC syndrome is not emergently needed as life threatening complications of short delays in therapy are uncommon. There is usually enough time to obtain tissue for diagnosis before commencing therapy. Patients with symptomatic cerebral or laryngeal edema or hypotension do, however, need emergent therapy. While radiation therapy has been considered the mainstay of therapy, the onset of action may be delayed for days to weeks. If prompt therapy is needed, endovascular stent may be safely placed by interventional radiology. Such stenting effectively relieves symptoms and provides more time to complete evaluation of the patient. Glucocorticoid therapy may be helpful in selected cases but should be avoided if possible in patients where there is a suspicion of a lymphoma as steroids are very lymphocytotoxic and may obscure the pathology findings. Anticoagulation and even catheter-delivered thrombolytic therapy may be employed in cases of acute and symptomatic SVC thrombosis. Finally. Chemotherapy can be very effectively relieve symptoms in cases of highly proliferative tumours such as small cell lung cancer and high-grade lymphoma. When to refer? All patients with suspected malignancy-related SVC syndrome should be seen promptly by a medical oncologist and a radiation oncologist. Patients with severe symptoms should be evaluated by an interventional radiologist without delay for consideration of endovascular stenting. Multiple choice question. A 43 year old female presents with worsening dyspnea over the last few weeks. She has noticed that the symptoms worsen with bending forwards. She has a sensation of facial fullness, a sinus headache in her description and ill-defined chest pressure with occasional dizziness. She reports a weight loss of 16 pounds over the last 8 weeks and low-grade fevers with night sweats. On examination, she has a slight facial edema with distension of the veins of the arms, neck and upper chest. A chest radiograph shows a large right-sided hilar mass and a follow-up CT confirms the presence of a large mediastinal mass with hilar adenopathy with the near obliteration of the SVC lumen. Which of the following is the most appropriate next step? A. Initiation of radiotherapy without delay followed by a biopsy once the symptoms have improved. B. Initiation of anticoagulation with low molecular weight heparin. C. Placement of a SVC stent followed by a biopsy. D. Therapy with high doses of corticosteroids. And E. Empiric chemotherapy for lymphoma. And the answer is... 10. C. This patient has symptomatic SVC syndrome with worsening of her symptoms and a relatively urgent intervention is needed. SVC syndrome is rarely a true emergency and usually there is time to obtain a biopsy for diagnosis before initiating definitive therapy. In cases of a previously known malignancy, a biopsy may not be needed and definitive therapy may be initiated. Her history is suggestive of lymphoma. In this case, a placement of a SVC stent followed by a biopsy is the most appropriate initial intervention. While radiation therapy and chemotherapy remain very important modalities in the treatment of SVC syndrome, a biopsy is highly desirable before embarking on therapy. Previous radiation therapy or chemotherapy may make a histological diagnosis more difficult. SVC syndrome is increasingly seen in patients with non-malignant disorders such as histoplasmosis, Steroids have a limited role in the management and may obscure the histological diagnosis in cases of lymphoma due to their lymphocytotoxicity. Anticoagulation has a limited role unless there is evidence of acute thrombosis. This podcast on SVC syndrome is derived from an outstanding chapter titled Emergencies in Hematology and Oncology from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine available at www.mastermedfacts.com. This chapter is authored by Dr. Eric Engelman, MD, Consultant Hematologist-Oncologist in Dubuque, Iowa, and Dr. Thor Haftenerson, MD, who is Professor of Oncology at Mayo Clinic, Rochester, Minnesota.